Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Biz Nasty says the Leafs will win the Cup. How about that? Can I just say that he's a Leaf fan? He came on the show and admitted he's a closet Leaf fan. So I think when you are making projections for the team that you are a fan of, you're a little clouded. Just because the lack of recent playoff success, everybody's kind of nervous to make a prediction and put that that weight behind the Leafs. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Thank you, Rick Regan, and welcome, Canada, to your favorite sports talk show. Your favorite daytime live sports talk show and the only daytime live sports talk show. I'm Rod, and he's Moose. That's right. How are you, Moose? Um, really good. It's really catching on, isn't it, that I, nickname? Yeah. Moose. And, and I wasn't until Rob Vanstone printed it in the leader post that I'm like, oh, it's in print now? Moose it's, DuPont, yeah. must be stick. Um, when you had that cold on the weekend, Yeah. did you have a sore throat? Uh, I had the start of one, but it came and gone really fast. Okay. Like, What's it, really fast? 24 hours? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it was, I didn't even develop into a sore throat. Nobody would know by listening, I don't think, but uh, yeah, sort of feel like I got a cold coming on. So bear with me. And you know, what time was it? It was around 11 o'clock when we left the hockey arena last night. Yeah, it was late. Turn around and come back and do the show today, which isn't bad, except when you, who's calling me? John Lynch. <laughs> of course it what is. A, what a, John Frank, you wouldn't, uh, I should have hit answer and put it on speakerphone. He should have. Well, we're off to a rousing start. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 453 of Canada's Daytime Sports <laughs> Talk Show. If it's your first meeting and you forgot to put your phone on vibrate, <laughs> press one. Yeah, exactly. Coming up on the program today, uh, Arash Madani from Rogers Sportsnet. He wants to talk a lot of Blue Jays baseball. Taylor Shire, our director of officiating, will be joining us, also of global television and Richie Sutter of the Columbus Blue Jackets that's coming up an hour too uh, shout out Winnipeg Rob Somerville watching on Facebook he says Moose's jacket looks awesome and for the listeners that don't know you're wearing a Winnipeg Jets jacket Jets won sweet Leafs lost and we'll get to that in the leftovers here uh, Wayne and Victoria BC says I'm just sitting back in my den watching the RP show and having coffee in my RP show mug great times thanks for joining us for Caliber Coffee today and while we're talking about what we're wearing, I got this, uh, what the heck? Tommy Bahama. That's I was going to say Tommy Hilfiger, but it's not. It's I uh, got it at an outlet mall in Orlando. And man, am I getting some wanderlust. Okay, I got to get back to Florida. And I soon. I know. Here's a, here's a great story, by the way. I got a buddy who watches the show every day in Vegas. I don't understand why we have thousands of viewers in Vegas, but we do. I think it's for the CFL talk. And he is a scout. In the Jones Army, he's one of the Jones guys. And he says, I love when Chris Jones comes to Vegas because I pick him up at the airport and we go straight to Tommy Bahama. There's one on the south. You you people in Vegas know what I'm talking about. South Las Vegas Strip. Not South Point, but around there, there's that mall with Tommy Bahama right off the strip. And Jones buys like 20 black Tommy Bahama summer shirts. Yeah. Right? Can't imagine what he probably gets a deal. They love when Chris, when they see Chris Jones coming. Anyways, let's hit the quick six show topics, please. Director Gordon. 
Otherwise, I'm going to get lost in comments from our viewers because they're coming in like crazy on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and text. Phil Reese is watching in Miami. He says, maybe the XFL will finally bring on the Manatees to South Florida. That would be a cool name, the Manatees. Yeah. That's the kind of bird, right? Or is it a fish? Or is it both? It's an orca? It's all like a walrus, you guys? I don't know. It's a Florida thing. I suggest we go down there and find out for ourselves. Yeah, I'm in. Um, here's the leftovers from last night in the National Hockey League, keeping in mind that we were broadcasting a hockey game here on television. I did watch... The first two periods of the Leafs-Oilers game, which the Leafs won in overtime. But Matthews versus McDavid is, it's magical. It's so, do you understand in Canada how lucky we are to have those two on television almost every night? Seems like every night that they're going against each other. Wasn't that the ninth meeting between the two? It's sad because I think that was the last one. Till the playoffs. Oh, I can only hope. Tank Abbott, one of our viewers, says a manatee is a sea cow. Who wins a series between Toronto and Edmonton? That's our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center because inevitably Toronto and Edmonton will meet in the Stanley Cup playoffs somewhere down the line, probably round two. Yeah. What are they saying on Facebook, Clark? And I, I forgot to tweet it. Has we, do we have a result yet, or is, are we too early in the polls? Uh, it's, it's okay. He wasn't ready for it. It's, it's okay. Uh, what was Matthew Kachuk doing last night? He was back-checking, and then he just fell over and tried to sell it as a, that, that he got tugged down. Yeah. And we, what's going on with the screen there? Okay. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, how did this happen? He's 10 games played behind Gordie Howe for the most games played in NHL history. He's going to hit it. Where did that come from? I know. And out of all of that, those are two Sask boys. Patty Marlowe from Aneroid, Saskatchewan, and Gordie Howe from Floral, Saskatchewan. Two guys, NHL all-time games played leader. And instead of dumping on the Buffalo Sabres like everybody else, I'm just going to say, are the Philly Flyers the comeback kids? Now, Buffalo folded like a cheap suit, like a cheap card table last night. You could feel it. Minute and a half to go, and they tie the game, and you can just feel the, the hearts being ripped out of the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> they have no heart Completely left. gone. Uh, moving on, can I just say this about Connor Bedard, the holy child? You people that tweet at me and say that you get upset when I refer to Connor Bedard, the exceptional player, as the holy child, and you... you, you uh, what they say? It's annoying or something on Twitter? You know you just make me want to do it more when you do that. But anyways, the exceptional player last night had uh, a goal and three assists. He's 15 years old in major junior hockey. He's got 17 points in nine games. You wouldn't want to put a highlight of that on SportsCenter, would you? TSN or Sportsnet Connected? Really? Oh, no. Let's talk about the soccer team routing the Cayman Islands 11-0. Or whatever it was. If you want to know why Canadian sports fans are being brainwashed and Americanized, blame TSN and Sportsnet. Sorry to say. Uh, Anyways, point three, CFL, XFL leftovers. And I love me some leftovers, don't you? Oh, yeah. You you and I were talking about this 2021 season. And, like, I got to think there's going to be an announcement coming very soon on either a suspension of training camp 
or an outright cancellation of the season. John Frenzia said May 1st, he heard, is the drop-dead date for an announcement on a season in 2021. You roundabout agreed. Do you, are you not expecting an announcement at some point here, imminently? Yeah, we are six weeks, I was just pulling up the calendar to make sure, away from what's supposed to be the start of training camp, maybe six and a half weeks. And, you know, from players we've, we've spoken with and, you know, just understanding timelines and everything, if you're near your city, you're going to play in. So if you're in Regina or around Regina, you're playing, you probably need three to four weeks to get everything in order, get in camp shape, all that kind of stuff, some notice. But if you're coming in from out of country, if you're an American, you know, we're hearing they need six to eight weeks. We're six and a half weeks away from what's supposed to be the start of training camp. So unless we hear that it's starting on time now, it's already too late. Like, it would already be too tight to get it in um, and, and get everybody ready and down here in time and quarantined and everything else that needs to happen. Six to eight weeks. So we're already past starting the season on time. It's over. Yes, yeah, so where, where's the announcement? That's all that I'm saying. Yeah. Because I, I think the reason maybe there might not be an announcement, do they have a backup plan? Is it delayed two weeks now? Is it delayed a month? you got to decide. You know, what's the wow. first hurdle? Are you going to delay it all the way to Labor Day now? Or are you going to... Say, you don't have to do anything. You could say it's suspended indefinitely. There you go. Which would, I think, allow some people to get on with their lives. Uh, anyways, from our viewers, Jeff Stamps fan in Calgary says, uh, says, I saw several members of the Stamps working out on the historic McMahon turf on Saturday. Cool. You got to work out somewhere. From J-Rod says, morning, guys. Did the Pats win? Yeah, they did. I'm getting to that. 9-4 over the Swift Current Broncos last night. The Holy Child, a goal and three assists. John Campbell says, love the show, Rod. Keep up the good stuff. And I want to introduce a new thing here called viewer mail. Why not? Yeah, we can do whatever we want. Sponsored by U.S. Postal Service. I like it. Something like that. FedEx. So we got, you see the mail as it comes in just like I do. Uh, Here's one. Hey, Rod. I hope you and the team are doing well. I'm 29 and from the Toronto area. I just discovered your show last September 2020. I love it. I love all the Canadian sports content from CEBL, CPL, CFL, SJHL, AHL, and WHL. You guys keep it real. Reminds me of the score back in the 90s. I grew up playing football, started watching football as a kid. I guess it's strange that a 20-year-old is into the CFL, but I think that's the problem with the CFL prior to COVID. Mark Cohan did a great job focusing on the grassroots. I remember there were huge changes in how youth football was supported under his tenure. I think it's trying to reignite the passion for the support amongst the grassroots and investing in it, not just the players that retire and investing back into their communities. He goes on and on and on, but says, thanks, boys. Keep up the great work. Much appreciated. Daryl in Toronto. How about that? How about that? And he's 29. Um... They're dying for CFL talk. That's the one thing that we know, right? Yeah. And can I say one more? This dude, Brad, I won't go, I won't, I don't want to embarrass him here. But he sent a proposal for how the CFL should play. And he actually linked it. It was a news link in the XFL News Hub website, XFL News Hub. Don't, don't send this stuff to me. Send it to Randy Ambrosi. Don't you know, I told you a guy in Phoenix wrote me like a 30-point plan how to save the CFL. I'm like, what are you telling me for? It reminds me when I walked into Starbucks 
several years ago is when Chamberlain was coaching the Riders and John Frenzy was there with one of his buddies. And they're like, hey, Rod, have a look at this. We got the roster pick. It was just like 10 days into training camp. I'm like, why would I care to look at that? You're not the coach. And then it did look, I just broke his heart. I know. But I'm like, if you want to go pick the team, go ahead. But I no, I don't. I don't care. Don't give me the book if you're going to do it. Because go give it to Chamberlain. But you want us to talk about it on the show, and maybe it is a great plan, and we can talk about it. But we need the Coles notes, <laughs> you're right? Not the book, not the manuscript. We need the Coles notes. This is pretty much Coles notes, by the way. He says schedule okay. begins in early April. The first ten games, the XFL and CFL play a few interleague games, followed by a two week CFL XFL playoff championship series in July. The XFL season is over. CFL resumes their regular season for the following eight weeks. That sounds kind of confusing to me. But again, that came from the XFL News Hub site. But that's figuring out how this is going to work is not something I spend any time on. And I'm not going to spend any time reading other people's plans because I got other things to think about. We got a hockey game tonight. It's a Trans Canada Clash, baby. The Hub Center is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. Oh, from Trevor Bazillo. He says, how come there's not, not more talk of Ehlers on the Jets? He's great. Trevor, come on. We can't talk about everybody. I saw the Ehlers move last night, and that was just absolute filth. He's the good. fake drop pass, then kicked it up to himself, went around Jacob Markstrom. Listen, the Jets are good. That's not a news flash. We can't stroke him in the leftovers every day. And I guess... You know, it might be a good poll question. People were upset this morning when I tweeted who would win in a playoff series between the Orders and Leafs, and people are like, what about the Jets? Well, they'll be in another playoff series, okay? We're just talking about two other teams. Come on. Uh, Ten days ago, you wanted to fire the damn coach and run him out of town. And now you're wondering why they're not getting more, not you specifically, Trevor, but come on. I'm not tagging along for the roller coaster ride of Jetsville. We're on the Jets train, okay? But there are other teams. A couple of other things uh, for opening day, Major League Baseball. I think we're all getting excited for it, correct? Oh, yeah. Jays-Yankees on Thursday. Yep. Yankees will be the Blue Jays' first victims. Arash Madani will be joining us in the next block to talk about that. Primarily, uh, Blue Jays talk with Arash. Point five. How about this one? Kyle Borsa. Of the U of R Rams. If I read this correctly, because you and I are both guilty of the fact that we're headline readers, right? I didn't read the whole story, but the Regina Rams had a, their pro day, and Kyle Borsa ran a 4.38 lasered 40-yard dash. And, of course, there's that football bias of, well, it's just Canadian University, and he's Canadian, which is wrong. 4.38 is 4.38. If I, if I have the time right. That's right. I had a scout in Mississippi write me. You know who he is. Football scout. And he's like, man, do you think an NFL team will give this guy a look? 4.38 is 4.38. I don't care where you're from. But as a lot of guys have said, whether it's a 40 time or a bench press or a vertical, they're not bench pressing at the 50-yard line. And that's not to say Kyle Borsa isn't a tremendous football player because he is. But do you think underwear Olympics – a tremendous showing in underwear Olympics would earn a guy like Kyle Bursa a tryout in the National Football League. He's going to get one in the CFL for sure, drafted. Earn him a look. Yeah. You know, won't get him drafted, I doubt. Maybe late round flyer, but probably won't get him drafted. Um, but it might get him a camp invite. 
That's a number that might get you a camp invite um, to a mini camp or, or possibly to training camp. I think that's tremendously exciting. But you're right. You know, they've shown, you know, in terms of the wide receiver class, they showed the top 40 times in the last five years. And it's rare that that translates to on the field. I mean, I know the explosiveness and, you know, separation speed and all of that. But the top receivers in the NFL didn't have all-time top 40s and didn't have all-time combines. It's the truth, right? You have to be able to play on the field. And that, again, we'll see what happens. Tavon Campbell of the Chargers played for the exact same football team, and he's been in the NFL now for, what, three years? Had a pick six this year? Also tested off the charts. He's fast. Right. So, yeah, that's not to say there isn't, but he's going to need the right possibility, right uh, opportunity, the right chance, and maybe, maybe be asked to switch positions, which I'm sure he'd be willing to do. And the last point is something we will face off on later today, okay? And that is, should seven teams in the dub hub, all seven, get into the playoffs if there are playoffs? We're starting to hear more and more and more that there will be playoffs. Why not? Should all seven go in? What's your quick answer? No. You're going to have to change that to yes, because I say no. Okay, I'll change it to yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the face-off coming up a little later on. But Arash Madani is next. This has been the warm-up. Hang on. For the Four Seasons Sports Palace, he has asked me to change up the tagline. Here it is. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One-stop shopping. Call or order online. Four Seasons Sports Palace because the restaurants are closed, y'all. Hopefully not for long. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? The lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated Small, handheld, with a headlight. So you see where you're going. Oh, my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly, you're willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
Welcome back to the program, everybody. This this show moves hot, hot, hot. We got Dan Saravelli watching in Philadelphia. Dan, the situation, Saravelli, wanting us to talk about the Philly Flyers coming back to post that OT win over the Buffalo Sabres. Danny, we included it in the quick six show topics on our NHL leftovers. We're we're moving on. And Jim Vancher writes that he says, great call last night, boys. Those Pats look good. They sure did. Season high nine goals scored last night in the 9-4 win over the Swift Current Broncos. We'll be back on the air tonight, 8 p.m. Mountain, Regina Pats, Moose Jaw Warriors. Let's bring in Sportsnet's Arash Madani right now. And you know what? They saw Arash that you were coming on, so I've got a flood of Blue Jays questions already for you from our viewers. So the people are jacked. But before we do, have you got some CFL takes on uh, CFL, XFL this season? I haven't heard much from you on that. Where to begin, Roddy? Where, where would you possibly like to start on that? Because I am all ears on where you'd like to go with it. Other than I said earlier, I'm waiting any day for an announcement on a delay to the start of training camps. And Darren thinks it's because they don't have a date to delay it to yet. And I said, I think it'll be delayed indefinitely. That's what I'm waiting for. You? Delayed indefinitely is absolutely the situation. Look, the training camps are supposed to start the middle of May. Depending on the team and when their report date may be, it could be as early as May 15th, May 18th. Um, on Thursday, it's April 1st. We're, we're basically talking six, six and a half weeks, Rod. Right? If we're just going to do the math here. So I've been speaking with people around the league. Do they have their quarantine plan yet? No. Did BC just go into lockdown? Yes. Uh, what's happening with Ontario? Nobody really knows. Does Edmonton have an equipment manager? Does Montreal have an equipment manager? What flights are booked? What accommodations are confirmed? Where are you going to have training camp? How long is it going to be? None of these questions are answered. So you're running out of time. So, of course, a week or two ago, the CFL is going to go through its... Russian state television channels to say we want a 20% pay cut um, for our players because they'll, they'll put the blame on the players when in reality they're running out of time. Um, I saw my friends over at Bodog had a great prop today of will there be an 18-game season? Will the season go 1-17 to 17 games or none at all? Um it makes all the sense in the world right now at minus 105, which is very good juice, that the CFL season plays between 1 and 17 regular season games. There is no way as we sit here today, Roddy, that they can even get to the starting line to get the season started on time unless they're going to do something ridiculous and irresponsible with the length of training camp. Something like... They may pull a stunt like, okay, we'll do a 10-day training camp and no preseason games and go. But I thought player safety was paramount. So um, I just don't see how this gets off the ground um, in any way on time. Me too. It makes me wonder why they would propose a 20% pay cut to play without fans at the start of the year when you're probably not going to kick off on time anyways. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'd rather talk more positive stuff and move on to Blue Jays sure. unless you have any more points on this. My, I guess my point is this, Rod, on the whole XFL thing. You are willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater to team up with a brand that has twice folded with no guarantee that it's going to last more than a year. 
a lot of the same people who are almost ridiculing spring football for not having a chance to exist, who ridiculed around a year ago at this time that the XFL folded, are now saying this is the only thing we have left. And, you know, it's a league who came out in August and said, we're going to find new, different uh, business ventures to go down. They came up with a Grey Cup what, what was it? A great Unite. fan base? Oh, that, the fan base, yeah, the yes. Great fan base. That was supposed to generate some revenue. I'm told, give or take, they were able to bring in about a million and a half in revenue. So nothing when it's 300 bucks a pot. And then um, it's this. What else have we heard, Roddy, from the league in terms of what new business model plans may look like? I haven't heard any of you. No, it's the hope and the prayer that the majority of people are vaccinated and we play before crowds, right? That's where no, it's No, at. I mean, I just mean in terms of the XFL thing. Um, it's the CFL for a number of years now has just looked for <laughs> effectively a vaccine, a vaccine to save it. Remember, first, as soon as the Argos were going to move out of uh, Rogers Center, that was going to be it. They're going to move to BMO Field. And then they're going to have tailgating, and it was going to sweep the city, and everything was going to be fine. And then CFL 2.0 and this ridiculous global program, um, that was going to save everything. And now it's the XFL and Dwayne Johnson, because he once slept on a mattress and he's grateful for Wally Buono, that's now going to save it. There's no magic touch here. You have to roll up your sleeves, sell tickets two by two, and do the work. Uh, there's, this is not Folgers. This is not instant coffee. This is not add water, add partnership with another league, and all our problems are solved, especially a league that's folded twice uh, in the 2000s. Yeah, well, when John Frenzy sits in here and says, they're not doing enough. That's what he is referring to, exactly what Arash is saying. Just from some of the viewers, Jeff in Calgary, Jeff Stamp says, Love it, Arash. You are speaking the truth. From Kent Ridley in Nashville, good to see Arash on the show. From Armando Moreno, he's in Mexico City, he says, Tell Mr. Madani to please stop putting all the blame on global players. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C., wow, sharp-dressed Arash. Nice suit. I don't ever get tired of telling you how great you look, by the way, man. It's super. Love it. I appreciate it. Now, um, I'm not blaming global players for anything, Rod. I'm blaming a program that is flawed. Yeah. I'm blaming a program that is asking for global players to make a three-year commitment that they can't get out of with a max salary of $54,000 mandated by the league. And if you're a global player that's not a kicker or a punter, you have to unseat an American player to get on the field. It's not the player that I'm that I'm criticizing at all. I feel bad for the guys who are being who are being put in an impossible situation. It's the structure of this program uh, that that just doesn't work. Okay, so Josh Elliott writes this on Twitter, and he yeah. says, I got a question for Arash. With Pearson beginning the season injured and Yates out for the year, if there wasn't a panic about our pitching already, there most definitely is now. Why isn't Ross Atkins going out and trading for a pitcher? Are they waiting for June slash July? Yeah, it's a great question. And the my belief, the answer to this is there aren't a lot of teams right now at the end of camp, at the beginning of the season, who are going to trade 
any arms right now. Everybody's going into the season with the group that they have. If you were going to make some moves, you're going to do so in the offseason, early in camp. But at this stage of things, your roster effectively is what it is for the first six or so weeks of the season. Now, the Blue Jays are going to patchwork their way through the season. Trent Thornton's going to get some innings. Ryan Barucki's going to get some innings. They're hopeful that Julian Mayweather can give them a little bit of length. They have three left. They're comfortable going with three lefties in their bullpen to do so. I understand the Pearson thing. I don't think Pearson was ever going to throw 160 innings this year. Um, if he can get to around 100 or so, like my, my over-under on him uh, making the big league roster is going to be around Victoria Day because he still isn't throwing off of... Uh, throwing off the mound because of the groin issue. But they have Ryu as their ace. That much we do know. They're hoping that Tanner Roar can just give them some innings. They're hoping Steven Matz can put 2020 behind him and go back to the kind of production that he had in, in years prior. If the To answer the question, if the Jays are in any kind of conversation after the draft in mid-June, then I think they're going to go address it because by then there are going to be some teams that are out of the conversation uh, in terms of October, and that's when they address it. At this point, at this stage of things, uh, this is effectively what they're going to have, and there's going to be a lot of shuffling back and forth, AAA and the taxi and the taxi squad over at the alternate site, just to bring arms back and forth that they can that they can throw out there at the big league level. Overall, what was your assessment of the Blue Jays' spring training performance? Because it's over now, and as you know, they opened the season Thursday in New York. They had some big comebacks. They put a lot of runs on the board. They continued to be exciting. Just the body of work of the preseason, what was your takeaway of this this year's Blue Jays team? Well, I think a lot of people get caught up in spring training results, and I put, honestly, Roddy, other than some pitching, zero stock into it. Uh, I'm looking at the bigger, kind of the bigger questions. <clears throat> Vlad Guerrero is down 45 pounds. He's hitting the ball well, yes, but he's moving around better defensively. That is actually, uh, if you're a Blue Jays fan, that is that is a real sign in the good direction that the light is turned on for Vlad and he's taking that next step in his big league career. I'm encouraged by Kevin Biggio wanting to be the everyday third baseman if I'm a Blue Jay fan. Getting to, the, getting to the park early, taking a lot of ground balls there. He said, I accomplished what I wanted to get done this spring to, to make that transition. It's still going to be a lot of... Kevin told me last year, third base is where I feel most comfortable with, but there's still a long way to go for him to be an everyday third baseman. If you're a Blue Jay fan, you'd have to be encouraged by... You know, again, I'm, I'm mainly talking defensively here. Marcus Simeon and Bo Bichette. They were in every single defensive group together in their practice drills. They're gaining some chemistry at shortstop and second base up the middle together, they're trying to make that happen on the fly. Uh, But the biggest thing to me, Rod, you know, I I look at the questions. Vlad, can he take that next step this season? Biggio, can he be a third baseman? Ryu, can he throw 180-plus innings? Can George Springer stay healthy? Oblique issues linger. He's still not cleared as of 12.30 Eastern time, 48 49 hours away from opening day um, of being on the opening day roster. I don't think he's going to make it um, for New York on Thursday, but can Springer be healthy? You know, there, there are a lot of big questions here. Teoscar Hernandez coming off the silver slugger award. Can he continue to, to do what he did last year? Um, based on some, 
based on what we saw in spring, there are some promising signs, but man, there is a long way to go still. Sure, but as your good friend Tim Leeper, the longtime Jays first base coach, said, it's exciting. It's time. These kids, it's time. And that's very exciting. And he said, by the way, the last time you went out to visit him, he's still finding empty wine bottles around his cottage. What did you do to that guy in Muskoka? What did I do to Leap or what did Leaper do to me? I think that's the better question. I mean, that's I'll leave it at that. But he is one of the best dudes that you will meet, uh, not in sports, not in baseball, period. Just one of the best dudes you'll meet, uh, Leaper. And he is, he is becoming um, a really solid baseball analyst. I hear him on radio. I, I text him. I said, damn you, Leaper. Every time I listen to you, I learn something. And I think that's the mark of a really good uh, sports analyst. No doubt. Uh, Clark wants to know, before you run, uh, what is your role on Blue Jays broadcast this year? So it's it's similar to last season, um, a little different. Dan Schulman will be doing all the road games from studio. Uh, Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler will do all the home games, well, the first two months of the home games from Dunedin. And then Dan's partner will be Buck or Tabby from their respective homes. Um, doing it remotely. Um, watched a lot of ESPN NBA basketball. That's what a lot of them are doing. A lot of the college football is the same. Uh, Hazel and I will be doing the uh, the sideline reporting from studio. We'll have interviews pregame with players, um, in-game stories, that kind of thing. But we will be, at least while they play games in Dunedin, um, from studio. Roddy, if you can tell me what the border situation is going to be by June or July, uh, I can let you know. But... Uh, the Blue Jays are hopeful that they're going to play home games here this season uh, at some point. Not sure if that's going to happen or not. Again, it's March. But um, as of now, that's where we are. But uh, what's the expression these days? Everything is fluid? Everything yeah, is one, fluid. one day at a time. Who would have thought uh, two straight years of the Jays not playing in Toronto or opening the season? Unbelievable. Arash, this has been fantastic, man. You look busy, so we'll let you get back to your thing. But thanks for the time today. Loved it. You guys, I appreciate it, Roddy. One last thing for your for your audience. If you're into investment opportunities, I'm prone to put down a shekel or two. Uh, my friends at Bodog have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at 27 home runs for the season. I like the over. I like Kevin Biggio, over 89 and a half runs. Kevin's going to be playing a lot of baseball this season if he stays healthy. They want him to be the everyday uh, third baseman. Those are a couple little uh, nuggets I'd pass along your way. Outstanding. All right. Just don't bet on the Sabres to win like we did yesterday. Mm. Thank you, sir. Okay. See you, boys. <laughs> Sportsnet's Arash Madani. You can catch him on Tim and Friends as well for the time being. Sports update coming up. Viewer takeover. Curling report. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. Now streaming at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Moose is back here too. We're going to dip into the viewer takeover just a little early with a few comments here. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, RP, are you guys doing a show Friday with it being a long weekend? And the answer is no. Good Friday off, but we will be on the air Monday from Sober Athletic Wear. 
viewer writes in, Blue Jays are going to compete if the pitching staff pulls its weight. You can't win 9-8 every day. That's my only concern with this team. They're going to try. No, but it's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To the sports update, Carson Denemy scored his first of the night in the game's first minute as the Regina Pats routed the Swift Crown Broncos 9-4 in WHL play Monday in the Dub Hub. Denemy added another goal in the victory while Zach Smith contributed two goals and an assist. And Connor Bedard, the wonder boy, scored a goal and added three helpers. It was a busy night in net for Reed Dick, who stopped 31 of 40 shots for Swifty. Roddy Ross had a 25-save night for Regina. Can I say something to the stats guys that are watching right now? Yep. That's not you. That's them. Can you stop fiddling with the shots all the time? It's one thing at the end of the period, then it's the shots are another thing when they go to drop the puck to start, and then an hour after the game, they change again. It's very hard when you're trying to write game summaries and yes. calculate stats. That's all. Yeah. Connor Bowie's hat trick helped the Prince George Cougars secure their first win of the season, topping the Victoria Royals last night. Colton Dock scored twice, and Nolan Mayer stopped 24 shots. Nolan Meyer to register his first shutout of the season as the Raiders blanked, sorry, the Blades blanked the Prince Albert Raiders 4 nothing in the double. The Montreal Canadiens are finally back in action tonight, hosting the Edmonton Oilers. The Habs saw four games postponed after two forwards were added to the NHL's COVID-19 protocol list. Montreal last played March 20th when they beat the Vancouver Canucks 5-4 in a shootout. Gonzaga will look to keep its unbeaten season alive as it takes on number six USC in Elite Eight play at the NCAA March Madness Tournament today. Guard Andrew Nembard of Aurora, Ontario has been key to the Bulldogs' success, putting up 17 points and eight assists in Gonzaga's win over Creighton on Sunday. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. They are open now at the corner of uh, Pasqua and Rochdale. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So we've come through a lot of stuff to get to where we are today. Yeah. Right now. What's on your mind? Anything? No. I, all of a sudden, you asked when I'd be into it. I'm, I'm all of a sudden getting excited for opening day for the Jays. Oh, okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm into it now. I got the baseball game on my phone. What flipped the I, switch? Just, you know, it being the week and it actually happening on Thursday. And, and all, you know, and, and the first pitch is going to be right in the middle of our show, right? Yeah. At 1 Eastern, um, just after 1 Eastern. So we'll be able to watch most of that game in the early afternoon. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I got really excited. There is some breaking news today, and this is interesting. A couple of uh, viewers have written in to inform us that the Philadelphia Flyers have placed Shane Gostaspare on waivers. Are they making cap room for a big deal? I don't know why they would do such a thing. Maybe. Did the Philly Flyers not finish first in the division last year in the conference? Yeah. And now they're struggling to make the playoffs? And they won that round, Robin. They were the number one seed in the bubble. They were for sure number one in the bubble, but I think they finished Boston was first in their division, right? Because they felt that they were screwed. Yeah, yeah. And now they're battling with Philly for the final playoff spot of the Mass Mutual East. Uh, By the way, viewer Jennifer Illingworth says, Roddy's first win. I said on the broadcast last night, Roddy Ross, the goalie for the Regina Pats. I said, how bad do you think I want a goalie named Roddy to have success for the Regina Pats? 
He took a shot last night right where the sun don't shine. Ooh. Oh, I wish we had the cl- – he was laying on his back with his legs spread wide open, and the guy came up and just, wham, and the puck disappeared. Okay. I'm like, we might have to send him for an MRI to find that puck. But it didn't just hit – it went up the pants. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. How about that? How about that? Have we checked on Roddy Ross today? <laughs> um, and by the way, we got all these new viewers. That's evident for all to see. From Philadelphia to Toronto to Los Angeles, we had mail from the other day to Greenfield, Indiana. You need to, un- you need to understand something. And particularly in Winnipeg, because a guy wrote me yesterday and said, Rod, what do you think Patrick Laine will make next year? And you have to understand something about me. There are people like Clark gets hot and bothered about that stuff. I don't. And by the way, the text line is open. I'll give you the number for our listeners. They can't see it on the screen in a moment. But I thank God another viewer jumped in on the thread on Twitter and they went back and forth on qualifying offers and this and this for line A and this and that. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't get into that. Last I knew he signed, what, a three-year Bridge deal, Patrick Laine, I'm far more interested in what's going on on the ice than the contract stuff. It's not that I'm too dumb to follow it. You just lose me. Because to me, that's not part of hockey. That's what's become the business part of the game. But I can't tell you why they will put Gostas Bear on waivers if it's to make room. Like, I get why you have to do these things. But I don't get horny about that stuff. You know. Do you? You're kind of in between in me between. and Clark. I'm in between. I get it with different seasons. You know, you want to know. Um, and it gives you its reasons for optimism, right? You start playing around. Oh, how can they improve? Well, they need to move guys around. And it, and it gives you more engagement with your fan base, right? So I'm kind of in between. I'm not all the way that side, but I'm not all the way removed. I kind of go in and out of, of looking up at that stuff. And I'm just saying, if you want to debate that stuff, don't tweet at me because it's not, that's not my thing. That's a dead end. Um... Poll question. Oh, I didn't tweet it yet. I guess I should get around to doing that. The poll question today is who would win a playoff series between the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs? And my God, this question's causing fights in the streets. I know. What's the, what are they saying? 50-50. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. Stop the poll. I know. There's, there's blood in the streets. And it's March 30th. What's going to happen, Darren, when they actually play mm. and if you if, if you've just tuned in the reason people are upset is what about the what about the jets we're not talking about the jets we're talking about the orders and the flame and the leafs yeah those are two of the most passionate fan bases in the country oh, oh, yeah. right now. oh we got to go to break they're telling me they're saying zip it so we'll get to that more in your comments hang on florida we're coming back to you You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody, as we uh, start viewer takeover a little early. Here it is, my notification from the score. Gostas Bear placed on waivers. Flyers defenseman currently in the fourth season of a six-year, $27 million deal. 
Well, obviously, it's about money. How about that? Yeah. But the question earlier, just before the break, was do the Flames blow it up here in advance of the trade deadline, which is, what did you say, Clark, April 16th or the 12th? Either way, it's a few weeks away. Honestly, man, the Flames aren't that far out of it. This morning I was watching uh, SportsCenter. They flashed the graphic, and uh, who's Montreal's got the last playoff spot, and I think the Flames and the Canucks are like two points back. I think it's 37 for Montreal and 35 for the Flames. Like they're right, they're right there. Now there is that school of thought that if you're not contending, then you're building, and they're not contending. But is now, the t- is, it, is now the time that you blow it up and you get rid of Johnny Hockey, who clearly Daryl Sutter doesn't seem to be a huge fan of? I mean, you're keeping Matthew Kachuk. Whether you like him or you don't, he's a, he seems like a franchise guy. I didn't like his dive last night, but he wouldn't be the first. Johnny Gaudreau, th- th- this, this ain't working. It's time. Yeah, now you decide which horse you're hitching your wagon to, right? Is it Daryl Sutter or is it Johnny Gaudreau? Wow, and that's Brad an easy Trelev- one. Brad Treliving's got the decision to make. Well, but Johnny D- Gaudreau is a star in this league, right? And we've seen it. He's had success, and he will continue to have success. Might be in a different place than Calgary, but that's where you have to decide. And with this whole group, they've had opportunities. They've had multiple coaches. And if Daryl Sutter you know, can't get over the hump with this group and get them to contend then maybe it's time to blow it up and start rebuilding around guys like Dustin Wolf, who are the next group, and, and Dubé and some of these younger Flames prospects. From two viewers, Dion Langevin in Cranbrook and the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Red Deer, both pointing out Montreal has three games in hand. Games in hand mean nothing unless you win them. Standings are what matters. And the Flames are going to miss the playoffs. I'm sorry to tell you, they're going to miss the playoffs. Montreal's a better team. Unless you completely don't agree with me. I think it's close, but they're not a slam dunk. And by the way, sure. Montreal's ahead and have games in hand. That means even more so that Calgary's going to be done. Yeah. Because I don't see, I don't see Winnipeg, Toronto, or Edmonton falling out. They're not going to. I don't see any of those teams going on a serious face plant and missing the playoffs. So it's either got to be Winnipeg, dude, or sorry, Montreal or uh, dude. A month ago, we said the top three were Toronto, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. Yeah. A month ago, and the middle tier will be fighting it f- out for the fourth spot. Yeah, that's Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary. Montreal is in the lead of that with the games in hand. So maybe uh, I misread you people. Maybe you're disagreeing with me. But Montreal's ahead with three games in hand. That's terrible for the Calgary Flames. Um, I don't have time for the curling report here. We will roll that into uh, next hour. Don Muir, it slipped off the screen. Where's his comment? Regarding the Line A stuff and what's he going to make. Don Muir in Winnipeg. Thank you, Rod. I can't stand all the contract trade free agent stuff. I just like to enjoy the games and let the GMs take care of the business side of things. Occasionally, player movement needs to be talked about, but I'm not a big speculation guy. I'm a one-day-to-time guy, and it drives everybody around here nuts, including Moose. But you can look down the path, and you can look big picture. That's just not me. What's Line A going to make next year? I don't care. You'll find enough guys that will debate that with you on Twitter. I'm just not one of them. Next hour, our director of officiating... 
Taylor Shire. We're going to face off on the Dub Hub playoffs. What else we got? Rich Sutter as well. Stick around, everybody, after this break. Coming right back on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.